Praise God. I want to preach to you what I feel the Lord has laid up on my heart, and it's kind of part two from last Wednesday night, and I just trust God could speak to us. Why don't you go ahead and be seated? Just help me uh, yield to the Holy Ghost, and would you yield to the Holy Ghost? Everybody say, we're going to have church together. That's right. Amen. We're going to have church together tonight. We're going to preach the word of the Lord together. Praise God. I, uh, the Lord gave me this message, burdened it in my heart, burned it in my spirit, and it was in the form of a question, and it was this, how well is the vessel serving? How well is the vessel serving? And then kind of a subtitle, and that is serving with just a little edge on us. Serving it but it's just a little bit of reluctance in us or a little edge to us. I believe with all of my heart that God wants to fine-tune our spirit. Amen. I want to get the full benefit of serving and living for God. Right? I want to get the full benefit. I don't want to just almost do it and and then have it watered down when the blessings come back my way. I don't, the Bible talks about that. I could read you several scriptures where it talked about kings that served the Lord. They did the will of God, but they did not do it with a perfect heart. They did what was right. How could you do what was right and still not do it with a perfect heart? I think I know what he was talking about. Somewhere down in the bone, the spirit, it really was not in their heart to do what they done. But uh, that's the reason we have Bible study. And that's the reason we have prayer meeting. And that's the reason we work on our own nature. Because we don't want to just do what's right, but we want to do what's right with a perfect heart. Amen? That's what it talks about when it, when it mentions David. It talks about that he was one that served God with a perfect heart talks about men like Caleb. It talks about men that had a perfect heart and a right spirit. Amen. And so I don't want to just live for God uh, with a, my brakes on reluctantly it, with an edge that I'm serving God, but I want to serve God from my heart. And that's not easy to do because this flesh is not easy to control. I wonder if I can hear an amen. That's my flesh, your flesh, everybody's flesh. We all have the same struggles and we all have the same battles. But uh, again, that's the reason we come to Bible study on Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, is that we may work on our flesh through the word of the Lord, that we may understand what's going on in our mind, that we may understand what's happening in our spirit, amen, that we may be what God had in mind. I want to preach to you from this thought tonight, and that's when God reshapes the vessel, when God makes the vessel anew. Let me go back over just a couple of the scriptures here that we used last Wednesday night. It's Romans, the ninth chapter, the 20th verse. And the apostle Paul said, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Who, who would even stand up and think about uh, talking back to God and against God. Shall the, the thing formed say to him that formed it, 
Why hast thou made me thus? Why have you made me like I am? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and to another into dishonor? It's talking about that one with many talents and some with fewer talents. And who is it tonight that would stand up and rail against God and say, why have you formed me like I am? You know, it's important that we would accept where God has put us and where we're at, that we would be contented, that we would be happy. You know, some people are always dreaming and daydreaming of other people's life and wanting to live their life and wish they could live like this and wish they could live like that and do this or do that and want to do something else. I want to tell you, there's no greater victory in your life than when you say, hey, I'm just glad of where God's put me. I'm glad of who I am. I'm glad of where I'm going. I'm glad of what I've got to do. I don't want your job. I don't want nobody. Well, hallelujah. I don't want your money. I don't want your car. I don't want your house. I don't want your talents. I'm glad of what God's done for you, but I'm thankful for what he's done in my life. What about it, church? Amen. And we're just contented with what God has given to us. Praise God. Help us, God, that we, we would be wise people. And I think that is. And I think that brings contentment. And contentment, there would be godliness and happiness. And there would be peace and joy. And it is so sad. It, 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 the saddest thing in the world I can think of is read and daydream of stars and magazines and what all they live and what all they've got and wish and dream and all that foolish stuff. Hey man, I'm going to tell you, you, your life is before you. You need to make the best out of what God has given you. You need to be happy. You need to be contented. You need to be enjoying your home, your car, your money, your couch. Hey man, And that's what he's talking about a whole lot here. There's people that just, they're forever living and you know what that you know what happens when people do like that then they've got strife and then they've got jealousy and they're jealous of their brother and they have strife in their heart and envy in their heart because they're just not contented with what God has given them that that is akin uh, uh, to of course the spirit that comes on people that makes them murmur and complain that's right, they murmur and complain because they're not contented. And that's what the Apostle Paul said. Who is it that would stand up and, and, and talk against God and ask God, God, why did this have to happen to me? Amen. You know what we need to do? We need to just say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is some bitter water. And by your help and grace, I'm going to drink it and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be content and I'm going to live for God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. You know what gets people in trouble? They hate their life and they look at others with that wrong spirit and, and they wonder, well, why, why couldn't my life been like somebody else's? Well, you, I don't know all those answers and that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. Why do you want to argue with God? Why do you want to fuss back at God? He made some this way and some another way and however we made, we can't help it and we're put here. We just seem to get happy about it. Well, I think that's when a church would do a whole lot better when they just get happy. And they just get full of thanksgiving. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Again, the Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1, 
Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God. Listen to this. If you've received how you ought to walk and you ought to please God, so you would abound more and more. Now, he wants us to take what we've got, and he wants to grow for us to grow what he has given to us expand that we would abound more and more look at the fourth verse that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel that you would know how to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor that you would keep your vessel sanctified hallelujah not your neighbor not your companion but you would keep yourself sanctified everybody say sanctified and you would keep your vessel that it would be a vessel of honor unto the Lord. Then the Lord led me to this Matthew 24 and 45, talking about a servant, asked the question, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Who is two things here? One, a faithful that, a servant that is faithful, and then a servant that is wise, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Your job is to be productive. You're gonna be a faithful servant. What, wherever God has put you and wherever God has blessed you, that he expects for us to be productive in that. Whom his Lord hath made ruler, that's who put us here. He made us ruler over his household. He gave them meat to give them meat. Amen. We're here to give meat and to bless others and do it in due season. Well, praise God. I've already preached enough to make get everybody happy as they can be if you believe the Word of God. If you believe God puts you where you're at, that ought to make you happy. Now, you're talking about a good, healthy attitude. When you go on the job tomorrow, you can have a good, healthy attitude. You can say, thank God, God made me this air-conditioned man. And I'm happy being the air-conditioned man, Brother Shirley. Praise God. Whatever it is that God has put you in, that you can just go tomorrow with thanksgiving in your heart, and you can be a faithful servant, and you can be a wise servant. Faithful and wise and you can be productive, that you would give, produce what you're supposed to produce in the season or the times as it should come forth. Look at the next verse. He said, blessed is that servant. Blessed. He pronounced a blessing on us. That is a blessed servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. When God comes back and finds you doing what you're supposed to be doing and producing like you're supposed to be producing and you're a faithful and a wise servant, he said, you are a blessed man. He said, verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Everybody say all. Because you were faithful and because you were wise, he said, and he comes back and he finds you doing what you're supposed to be doing. He said, then he will, he will give you other responsibilities. Things will get bigger and better and he will lead you further. He will make you ruler over all of his goods. Then he said, but 
If that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. The Lord ain't going to come. Amen. And then shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. Here, here's what happens. People say, well, you know, I'm never going to get any good out of this. I will never reap any benefit from this. And they do not believe the law of, the, of sowing and reaping. They don't believe it will happen. And, and they say the Lord's delayed is coming or the Lord's not going to bring the harvest. And then because that you don't believe there's going to be a harvest, then the Bible said they rise up and they begin to smite their fellow servant. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everybody say the Lord wants to talk to us through his word. What makes people talk about somebody else in church is because you don't really believe the Lord's coming. If you believe the Lord's coming, you'd want to guard every word you say. And it makes people rise up and they begin to smite their fellow servant. Amen. And they just get carried away eating and drinking. And then the Bible said, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint his portion with the hypocrites and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. That's the scriptures I read to you last Wednesday night. And then Jeremiah, the 18th chapter and the first verse, here the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there will I cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Say, saith the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Here God picks Jeremiah up and says, I want to take you and give you an illustration of what I want to do in the lives of my people and the nation of Israel. I want to take you down to the potter's house. And he stood there and he watched at the potter as he worked. And when he made a vessel, the vessel was wrong. He just took it. He said, I'm going to reshape it. And the Bible said he made another vessel as it seemed good unto him to make. And then God asked the question, why can I not do with you what this potter can do with clay? When the vessel is wrong, he said, I want to just reshape it and remake it. And that's where all of us are at tonight. And that is what's happening to every one of us as we walk with God and we serve the Lord. God takes us back and he puts us on that potter's wheel and he begins to remake us and mold us and to shape us into what he has for us. 
Help us, God, tonight to be willing to yield ourselves to God. Let me ask you a question tonight. Are you clay in the potter's hand tonight? Are you resisting what the Lord wants to do in your life? Are you warring against it? I, I started this message tonight re reading to you from the book of Romans where God spoke through Paul and said, what, what are you doing? Why would you argue with God and what God wants to make out of your life? Oh, the struggle and the war that is being fought within our spirits of all of us tonight. Amen. I look at these fine young men, young ladies in this service tonight, and I look at them, and I think about the struggle and the war that is going on in their, many of their lives tonight. Not only theirs, but everyone in this building, including myself tonight. But I thank God that you do reach certain breakover points, Brother Paul. You reach points and you come to places in your life and you give up. And you say, well, this is just the way it was meant to be. And if this is the way it's meant to be, I'm fixing to get all the juice and all the sap that I can get out of this. Amen. And, and we've all been there. Can I hear an amen? Yes, every one of us have been there that we fought against things that were there shaping us and molding us, and we didn't want it. We, we, we're born in sin. We're shaping in iniquity. The Bible teaches us that. And young people, and, and we come in the world, and, 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 and just right off the bat, before we even two years old, we've got a pretty smart little mouth. And, and, and good parents have to start dealing with all that. And, and, and God put those in our life. He put authorities in our life. And, and he put parents in our life. And, and boy, they, they went to work on me awful early because, amen, I needed it. And, uh, and, and then I look at some more here tonight. And you just get real honest with me. Praise God. And, and life came to shape us. And, and school teachers came to shape us. And boy, whoo, man, I thought if I ever get out of this school, if I, I'll never look at another book, I don't think, as long as I live. You know, and I find myself every day studying and trying to search the scripture almost. And, and, uh, but it was, it, was, it was put there and, uh, and forces to, to remold us and to reshape us. And, and I, I know it, you've seen it. It's a sad thing when people just break out of the mold and they just resist all kind of things that would come to, to change them and to shape them. And they're not easily shaping. And you know as well as I do, that is the reason that divorce courts are filled today. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Pray, devil, you're a liar. Amen. We don't need divorce. We need revival. We need victory. That's not the answer. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And the jails are filled with people tonight. And the prison is filled with people because they would not allow life to shape them and mold them. They just... They just stormed against it. They just shook their fist against it. They just fought against it every way and they resisted everything that God was trying to do in their life to make them a good, productive vessel 
that could be a vessel unto honor and bring glory and be usable for the glory of God. They just fought it with everything within them and fought against it. And, and again, as I've already said, you, you've been there, I've been there, and, and, uh, and, and how I still remember the times of going through and, and, and serving God and, and preaching and, and, and how that the enemy fought against me. But I remember the times that I just gave in and I said, hey, this is, I'm called to be a preacher. I'm never going to be happy with nothing else. I just got judgment in my life. I got troubles every way I turn and nothing fits, nothing works, nothing is right. So here I am, God, I just give up. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not fun getting up making a a fool out of yourself and saying things backwards and getting things twisted up and watching people laugh and, and then just getting right back up and just do it again and preach again. But I want to tell you that just when God has put you uh, and made a vessel out of you for a certain cause and a certain purpose, you, you, just, you don't have no other choice. You know, there's nothing else you can do. You just gotta, you gotta yield yourself and then you gotta try to grow and you just gotta try to be the best that you can be. Amen. And you know what? Amen. That's when I got the happiest. And that's when I started seeing God do great miracles and seeing wonderful things happen in my life. Uh, amen. And I'm going to tell you, just like there's people that uh, the, the devil will work the other way on you and he'll make you think, man, I got to preach or I got to go do this or I got to be a missionary. And he, it, all Satan wants to do is just mess up your life. Uh, amen. He'll try to push you one way or the other. But I want to tell you what the will of God is for you tonight. You know what the will of God is for you? It's what God has put in your hands to do. Amen. You know how he said to do that? He said to do that with all of your... Well, are y'all listening to me tonight? Well, hallelujah. Come on, let me help somebody. Let the Holy Ghost help somebody. Amen. Come on, let's yield to the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, let's don't resist him. Let's say, yes, Lord, I want to do your will. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And I want to tell you the point, the message is this. When you do what God has put you in, wherever he's put you at, and you do it right, and you do it good, and you are faithful, and not only faithful, but a wise servant. Oh, if there's anything we need to seek for and pray for, and that is God, give me supernatural wisdom. Drop wisdom in my heart. Drop knowledge in my heart where I'll know how to make the right decisions and take the right turns. It's not enough to just be faithful. It, you've got to be wise along with being faithful. You've got to do the right thing and let God work through your life. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands and love him right now together. Oh, speak to us in this house tonight, God. Speak to our hearts. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Friend, I'm going to tell you, there's no peace in the world like the peace of God. There's no peace like being in the will of the Lord. There's no peace like just saying, God, here I am. Amen. You put me here. You brought me to this day. You bless me, God. Amen. I'm happy. I'm content. 
contented. I'm contented being what you have made me to be. I'm going I'm to tell you what, I believe this was with all my heart. Before you can go on to the next step, you've got to exceed have success where you're at. The next door will never, you may try to bust through, you may jump track, you may think it'll work, but it won't work. You've got to win where you're at. You've got to fight the battle until you win the battle. Until God, well, Brother Holmes, if I was over there, I could do a whole lot better. If I could have that man's job over there, I'd really do good. No, you'll never get over there until you take care of where you're at. Come on, lift up your voices with me to the Lord together. Oh, please help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So that, that's the way the enemy works to destroy a good child of God is to give them that discontented spirit. Amen. That they are not happy with what God has done in their life. I know that change never comes easy and seemingly the older we get the harder it is and the more painful it is to change but oh we are to be praying and asking God to please help us please God change our attitude change us from that negative attitude to a positive attitude change us from that murmuring complaining of my station in life until thank you Lord for the station I'm at in life I thank you for it God oh hallelujah 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 listen to some of this scripture I think this is perhaps one of the hardest scriptures for me to comprehend and understand, yet it is in the Bible. Hebrews 5 and 7, he said, who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Listen to the next verse. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He learned, talking about Jesus, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Pain is what changes us. When we hurt long enough, if there's any hope for us, pain will change us. It'll change our work ethics. It'll change our attitude. It will change our spirit. Praise God. The Bible said he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. You know what the big question here is, don't you? It's a question that I have asked in this church a number of times, and that is, what have we learned through what we've suffered? Did we get anything out of it? Are we going to repeat that all over again? Are we going to go right back through that again? Or did it forever change us? 
I'm going to tell you, I've had trials in my life and I've had some things to come to me that I said, I'm going to tell you something. As long as I live, this will never happen again. I have eternally learned my lesson in this. Amen. Well, I'm up here doing all the confessing and I can't even hardly get a Baptist nod, Brother Copeland. Amen. And I've learned that seldom people just come to themselves and say, I want to live for God and I want to change my life. Thank God for when they do. Brother Paul Elder and Brother Jason, Brother Jason, Sister Ashley that got baptized tonight. Amen. Thank God. Thank God that it didn't take much pain for you to make that step and that decision to say, I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to live for God. Praise God. And we need to forever learn from what we go through. It, it, it's sad when there, there has to be really tragedy in our life to get us to go ahead and conform to the big one that's got his hands on it and he's squeezing us and he's shaping us. It's sad when it's got to be something to really get our attention. It's a whole lot better if we can just say, you know what, I heard Brother Holmes preaching and I, I want to change my attitude. I'm going to quit being envious of other people, other people's stuff, other people's house, other people's car, other people's money, other people's clothes, other people's, other people's. God gave me this little light and I'm glad of my little light and I'm glad they got their light and I'm going to let my light shine. I hope they let their light shine. That is the easy way. That's what God wanted to do. That's what God was telling Jeremiah. He said, why can't I do what the potter does? The potter puts the clay on the wheel and it starts turning and then he just takes his hand and he starts applying pressure and then he cups his hand and he creates a, a void there to be able to hold something. Why can't I do with Israel what the potter's doing? And I hear the voice speaking to me tonight and saying, oh boy, why can't I do with you what I want to do? Why don't you just get happy serving me? And why don't you be, just be glad? Amen, that you're Pentecostal. Why don't you just go ahead and say, thank you, Lord, I was called out, I'm called out. And Yes, 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 I'm, go ahead, brother. That's, hey, I'm not dreading paying my tithes. I'm not dreading going to church. I'm not dreading holiness. I'm not dreading living right. I'm not dreading that I'm gonna come to prayer meeting in the morning. Brother, I'm shouting happy, thrilled, running over. Is this good preaching? You believe it? Amen, amen, amen. I'm delivered and I'm glad I'm delivered. I'm set free and I'm glad I'm set free. 
And I'm not going around shaking my fist and saying, God, why did you call me to preach? And why did you put this on me? And why am I where I'm at? Why did this happen to me? Amen. I want to tell you what. I get awful happy in my heart. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said something to me one time. My, my wife and I, and they were kidding way, but uh, I don't know. They just had a kind of reverse psychology to encourage us. You know what they said? They said to my wife and I said, you know, y'all could be pastoring uh, somewhere on the backside of some. Baby, why are you looking down? Amen. You could be pastoring somewhere on the backside of some city that's, well, you know, kind of the, the armpit of America. Have you ever been through one of those kind of cities? Have about, was it 60 people? 30, 40 people in church? Amen. You know what? Really and truthfully, that's where I belong. But I don't know why God put me out here and put you out here and put this church out here on this interstate. Amen. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know why. I can't explain all that. Amen. In fact, I, I think the one that said it is in here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? My Lord, have mercy. And you know what I hope and pray? If I was on the backside of a country somewhere and there was 30, 40 people, I hope I'd have the same zeal and the same fire and do my best and give it all I've got just as sure as I'm in this building tonight that I'd be preaching with all of my heart. Woo! And you know what? I'd be just as much as, if you want to call it a success, Brother Willis, and maybe more so. Woo! Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to get happy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Has God not been good to us? Has God not been good to us? Can I tell you something? You're looking at a preacher. I don't work. I own a public job. Go ahead and be seated. I tell sometimes people say, I hate to bother you, Brother Holmes. I know you're busy. I said, I want to tell you, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be busy doing something. Amen. But I don't... Uh, I don't, have, I don't sell cars on the side. I don't build houses on the side. And I'm not too good to do any of those things. That's right. And I'd be doing it if I had the time. Praise God. But God has been so good to me, amen, that he's allowed me to get blessed through you people. So see, if I'm blessed, you've got to be blessed. 
So, whatever he puts in our hand to do, hey man, we're just gonna, I wanna tell you what, you won't do what God has put in your hands to do with all of your heart that there won't be another door open right behind that door. You will not give it all of your heart without him opening up something else. Somebody said, I don't like that person. It doesn't matter whether you like them or not. Can I say it like we used to say it when we were children? You know what it is, like it or lump it. <laughs> Brother, when God says blessed, get out of my way. When God says I'm gonna help you, when God says I'm gonna restore your finances, when God says I'm gonna open the windows of heaven, all hell can't stop them from opening. It's not in your power. It's not in your jurisdiction. You don't have control. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe I'm gonna just shout. I believe I'm gonna serve God while I've got a chance. I believe I'm gonna be happy. I believe I'm gonna rejoice. I believe I'm gonna thank God for what God has given me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank God for this new convert running the aisles. Go ahead, Brother Jason, enjoy yourself. Brother Jason Brown, go ahead and enjoy. Well, by the way, it's good to have your mother here, the Bradshaws. God bless you for coming to see him get baptized tonight. Talk to him on the phone, praise God. Hallelujah, we are happy people, yes we are. We've been baptized in Jesus' name. We got the Holy, somebody, amen. Somebody come help me sing it. Amen, we've been baptized in Jesus' name. We've got the Holy Ghost. Our life has been transformed. We are happy people, oh yes we are. Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Brother, we don't want no sad saints in this church. Hey man, we don't want no saints hanging their heads down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You quit believing in the blood. You quit believing in the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe God orders our step? Do you believe God directs our path? Do you believe God's got his great big old hand right down in the middle of our life? Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. You know what God wants to do? If you will have faith tonight, God wants to restore the joy of your life and the joy of your salvation. That's what the Holy Ghost is wanting to do in this house right now. Amen. Amen. Don't let pain change you. Don't let something have to hit you so hard that you all at once realize, hey, I'm going to tell you something. If you were laying on a deathbed tonight and they said you have got about six weeks, six months at the most to live, can I ask you a question? What would really be important? 
the opinion of the world? No. I have a feeling what really important is, brother, I will make my calling and election sure. Amen. I have a feeling all at once we'd just get real thankful. Thank you, Lord. You've been good to me, God. Thank you for what you have given to me. I have a feeling that you wouldn't, you wouldn't find fault with nobody. You wouldn't be on the phone trying to run down hot, juicy stories. Say, hey, you know what? I really ain't got that long. And can I tell us, everybody, the truth? None of us have got that long. My, 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 my. Where, where, oh, tell me where has my life gone? I cannot believe it. Man, I remember when I was 17, 18 years old, and somebody said they was 57 years old. I said, man, they are ancient. How on earth did they ever even live that long? Amen. Hallelujah. But now, here I am. Oh, Jesus. And I want to tell you something else. I'm going to be happy getting old, too. That's right. I ain't going to worry about my hair falling out. And I quit worrying about it turning gray and white a long time ago. Amen. I ain't going to worry about that nonsense. Hallelujah. 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 Reach over and take somebody with a hand right now. I feel like somebody ought to walk down to this front and say, God, come on and restore the joy of life and my salvation in me. Come on, Lord, restore the joy of my life. Come on. Come on. Come on, let God do it tonight. Come on, let God do it in your life. Yes, we are. Come on, let God do it in your life tonight. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people, yes we are. We are happy people, yes we are. We are happy people, yes we are. In baptizing Jesus' name, spoken tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people, yes we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Spoken tongues with the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to dismiss you, but let me say this to you. You know what my dream and what I see? I can see a man and a wife 
man coming home from work or wife when they meeting meet with a smile on their face embracing kissing with the joy of the Lord in their heart talking about the good I'm gonna tell you something church I would not let people fill my ear with trash when people let, let me tell you there's something in all of us not just part of us all of us there, there is a side to us that it arouses something and we crave kind of like, uh, insight on other people now, you don't have to do the confessing because I've already confessed for you and did you know that part of us needs to be destroyed some people thrive on that they just can't hardly wait to pick up another little ooh, and it gives them this ooh high because they've got a little knowledge that maybe other people don't know and it's a little smut and dirt and trash and garbage and they just and they can't hardly wait till the kids come back home and they add a little more little ooh to them and that's the way they live their life that's their highs that's all the highs they ever have is the garbage and trash they can glean from the neighbor's trash cans. But that's not the children. God didn't intend us to live like that. And church, when somebody starts that with you, you need to get off the line. You need to get off the circuit. You, need, you don't need to offend them, but you need to respond something back to them. Well, hadn't God been good to us? And can you believe the weather we're having in January? Boy, that's a good one. It was a good day today, wasn't it? Amen. Am I right or wrong? And that, let that be your high and slay that part of you. Slay it. Everybody say slay it. Slay that part of you that gets this artificial stupid high off of garbage and trash. Amen. Hallelujah. And say, God, I thank you for where you put me. Amen. I'm glad of what I own. I'm glad of what God's given me. You are to be, as I've preached to you before, you are to be so thankful for your home. You are to be so thankful for your couch that you don't let the kids put their feet on it. You don't let them eat in the living room and get garbage all over the carpet. Well, it's good preaching, isn't it? Amen. That you make them respect it. You make other people respect it. Well, hallelujah. And you're thankful for what God has done in your life. Have we been blessed? Now, that's my dream for you in this church. That you come in here praising God and you leave this house praising God. Has somebody done something wrong? Oh, yeah. But isn't it amazing how people can't never figure out the people that's done something right? Isn't that amazing? Amen. You know, amen, because that, that doesn't travel. Good news doesn't travel, does it? Amen. If newspaper had to print all the good, they'd, they'd go out of business because people's looking back over there where that police section is and all that grime and grit and murder and, and rape and molest. Amen. Help us. But we're the people of God. We don't feed on that trash. Well, do we? We don't read Midnight Star and Morning Star. 
tabloids and junk. Amen. We're reading about the kingdom and the goodness of God. We're eating the honey. We're enjoying the milk and the honey. We're enjoying the Holy Ghost. Why don't you make up your mind you're going to do that? Amen. Let's pray right now together. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke every spirit that wars against the people of God and every spirit that wars against every marriage in this building tonight. Lord, lift us up above. Lift us up above. Let us be the people of God that you had in mind when you went to Calvary and paid such a price that we could have liberty and victory and anointing God. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for this people. We thank you for the way this church is praying, giving and fasting and loving God and coming to church. Bless them tonight, God. Go with them tonight, God. Give them a wonderful evening. In Jesus' name, I pray. Shake hands. Be friendly. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Spoke in tongues with the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Spoke in tongues with the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people.